0: Welcome to the 232 podcast. I'm Sean. And I'm Carl. This podcast is about books, reading and the meaning of life.
1: Today we unpack another book because you know what they say.
0: Too many books.
1: Too little time.
0: Kia ora. Welcome to the 232 podcast. It's Sean here. I'm without Carl today, but you'll hear him shortly by the magic of podcasting. We were fortunate enough to be part of an online conference, an amazing conference called the Seeds Conference a couple of weeks back. And we had a great conversation with a good friend of ours, Stephen Moe, who put the conference together, but we also had a conversation around books and, and a little bit of podcasting history. Uh, But also we talked about his new book called The Apple Tree, which is a children's book he's written and um, had a really amazing conversation with him about the origins of that story. And if you do want to check out his book, we'll put a link in the show notes and also a link to his podcast called The Seeds Podcast, which I can highly recommend. Hundreds of amazing conversations with amazing people. And Stephen really knows how to go deep into people's life stories and what's driving them. So look out for that in the show notes. Um, and we'll switch over right now to the pod, uh, podcast that we recorded at the conference. So we hope you enjoy this.
1: Books, books. I need my books.
0: I'd
2: like to introduce Sean Barnes and Carl Davidson. Um,
0: thank you for joining Thanks. us. We thought we'd come in together today, so we're breaking the Zoom
1: rules.
2: (laughs) I've been a fan of your podcast, the 232 Podcast, which is really focused on books. And I love your format. It's the two of you just having a conversation that you probably would have had anyway, right? But you've got the recording equipment on, you're listening to each other. And the thing I love about it is that you jump from like, let's talk about a self-help book. And then it's like an epic novel. and then. Dr. Seuss. And you seem to weave in like, there's all these different flavors of books. So I just thought it would be really fun to have the two of you on this, you know, yeah. little half hour slot well, to fun. talk about books, because books is something that I love as well. So I'm kind of interposing yeah. into your world. Um, I'd love to hear a bit more about you and and the books that you love. Um, and then maybe you can ask me some questions as well. But how did you end up? talking you know about books
0: well we well we talk about books um so (laughs) i always i always like to say to carl i was i was a solution looking for a problem um right i I was i was really interested in the format of podcasting um yeah i've listened to podcasts you've listened to podcasts for a long time as well and and what i love about podcasting is um the long format you know like you you you're getting you've got everything from your five minute podcasts all the way through to your uh, some of them, I mean, some of the Joe Rogans go for they seem to go for about 18 yeah. hours, but um, but you know, like that, that idea that you can have a longer conversation with someone, and um, we yeah, we so we we realized that every time we catch up, which was I don't know, yeah, probably monthly, I suppose we used to catch up, we'd probably spend about half our time talking about books,
1: yeah, yeah. like what are you reading? Also, I mean, it's yeah. look, it's a great way to get to know somebody, right, Steve, like what are you reading? What did you read last? What are you reading next? Yeah, is that why you're doing it? Well, yeah. no, like, <laughs> no. And because it's about the connection, yes. right? Like, yeah, I, totally. It's totally. like, you know, where does the book fit in? Where does mm. it fit into your life? Mm. But where does it fit into the the rest of the literature? Yeah. Like, how do we make sense of this?
0: Yeah, and and what we thought about with the podcast was there not lots of people there's not lots of people talking about. Books, books, yeah, and and can we prompt some conversations? But also, what, what, so what? Like, you yeah. read a book, so what? Well,
1: Steve, you know, it's, yeah. it's even more interesting than that. This is mm-hmm. a paradox, isn't it? Where you meet people who read all the time, and then you still meet people who say, "Well, I haven't read a book in years." Yeah, you know, I'm too busy. I, you know, who, who's got time to read? And that's so, from, true, from yeah. a social science point of view, that's really interesting to me. There are people that couldn't imagine life without books, and there are other people that haven't opened one in years.
0: Yeah, and and that, actually, that latter thing is a real issue isn't it yeah. because books seem to be one of those things that people drop off you know not logically you, you fill up your life yeah um and you meet people who always have that paradox of i really love books but i don't have time so <laughs> but also equally um you were very firm on this Carl, <laughs> is that we didn't want to do a book podcast that just gave the book in four minutes or 20 minutes or whatever because that's defeating the whole place. Well, and there's plenty of places people yes. can go for that, right? Like it has to mm. be about
1: you and me and our relationship to the book. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: that's that was really where we started. And yeah, just yeah, just um yeah, as I said to you before, I mean it's it's very easy to sit with Carl and talk. <laughs> It, was a, it was well, a great look, well, conversation.
1: There's a Robin so, Inns yeah. quote that we love, right? You know, Robin Inns, the, the TV guy and the, the comedian says, I don't escape into books, I launch out of them. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I've yeah. always loved that. Like, if I was to get a tattoo, you Would know, that be launching out a book, something yeah. like that.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, you yeah. never know. Um, so, yeah, well, if, and, and what's been interesting is that, like, some of the feedback which, which makes us excited about the fact that people listen and take something away is – um I mean, I've had friends saying they start started reading again, yeah, and and all it took was um hearing about a book that made them interested enough to go and get it from the library or buy it, sometimes walk past one in the shop and go, "Oh, that was the one the guys were talking about." Pick it up, read it, yeah, and then they read another one. So like, I
1: mean, cool. we in that first season, you know, we deliberately pulled out a bunch of books that we knew people were talking about, people like like Atomic Habits, like yes. Range, and that enabled us to use those as a jumping-off point and, into you know a whole lot of uh, other books and other thoughts and mm. more mm. deeper philosophical thoughts, <clears throat> right? So yeah, so, and yeah, it's exactly,
0: amazing. You know, and I think, saying, thing, that, I think
2: the thing, I think the thing as well, um, when you think about books like literacy itself. Is um, relatively recent in some ways. You know, if we went back a couple hundred years, it wasn't like mm. people could actually read. So it's yeah. this. I view it as like this amazing treasure trove that you could walk oh, into. Sure. Uh, you know, my favorite thing is to walk into a secondhand bookstore oh, and, yes. and, and yes. you know yes. the the yeah. smell of the books and you know yeah. just opening something up and then it's like oh this was written in 1872 yeah. or yeah. you know even older and it's yeah, like it's a little isn't it a little slice of life of a person. And in my, so I love family history and my great-great-grandfather wrote a book in the late 1870s. Oh, wow. um, I found it because I was researching and plugged his name into Google. Essentially, it came up, found the oh, only wow. copy left at the Library of Congress in America. Like it wasn't a famous book. It was just yeah, like no, no, this random person in Virginia wrote what he was observing about nature. And it's fascinating to read because he's talking in it and he's saying, um, you know, winged machines will never transport humans,
1: and, <laughs> you know,
2: but you can understand it in the 1870s. Oh, sure. yeah, it was yeah. like, there's was no way you picture, could ever do it. Yeah. But, but uh, so I love so, the fact that it can transport you, I guess, from your yes. reality into someone else's world.
0: Yeah, yeah, in multiple ways. Yeah. Like you say, you're time traveling back there, but also, you know, great authors can make you time travel into the...
1: Well, it's yeah. The- so that yeah. whole notion of echoing down generations, Steve, might be a great moment to segue. Let's talk about <laughs> your book, which is precisely about echoing down generations. Do you want to tell us what inspired you to write this?
2: Yeah, sure. I'd be happy to. <laughs> so this is, it's a book called The Apple Tree, and I wrote a little short story. Um, Yeah, there you go. That's it. Uh, I wrote a short story um, called The Apple Tree, and essentially was, I meet a lot of people in my work, and they're doing amazing things. You two are included in them. And actually, most of the people who are joining the conference are in different rooms. Sure. Each each person is doing something that they don't necessarily see the result right away. And mm-hmm. it might, might not happen for a week, might not happen for a month, might not happen for 10 years. And sometimes we can get frustrated or get tired of the work, the mahi that we're doing because we don't see the immediate result, particularly Mm -hmm. in a social media age where we want to post and get 100 likes, you know, because that legitimizes it. So I wrote this little short story about an apple tree and um, it's feeling like it's not having a place or meaning in its life that nothing has counted in its whole life. And actually at the end, there's like a Oh, actually, you did have impact. You did have meaning, and so I posted that um, on a actually a European little journal place, and had a whole bunch of people. Um, it's called the Empty Square. So a shout out to them. they 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 publish lots of different things, and then had people writing to me saying I was crying at the end of the short story, and it was making me reflect on how the work I'm doing matters. So then I went out and talked with Preston Hegel, who's an amazing guy over at Exchange, yes. and said, is there an illustrator that you could connect me with? Because I love the oh, idea yes. that yeah. writing is one form of art and mm-hmm. you know, drawing is a illustrating is another. And I admit mm-hmm. I'm not that side. So Cricket McCormick was the amazing illustrator who did the all of the illustrations. And then um Jamie Small, who's an MC in the other room, he helped to pull it together at WordShop to make it look really nice and professional. So yeah, that's the origin of it. And I've just, Caxton Press is printing 5,000 copies. So kind of going oh, out on a limb that it will resonate and we'll see what happens next. Yeah, yeah. this
1: guy cried. Steve, I am like, <laughs> one of the guys who cried, right? So you, you can mark that. And, and yeah. not only did you I like, cry, that. but I gave my copy to my mum, who also cried. So, so there's two. So yeah. <laughs> we're talking as professional okay. pod- podcasters here. This is a remarkable parable, right? It works like mm. we think it really works we think it works in terms of helping people understand that the impact they're having might not be immediate but also it's a love letter to the people that have had an impact in your life right mm. as you say at the end who is the apple tree in your life this is a a remarkable book and i mm. it's the sort of thing you should buy and give away i'm not just saying this because we're at your conference <laughs> it's the sort of thing you should buy and give away to people in your life that have made an impact I, i'm i come from a family of teachers right and i'm, I'm reminded that teachers have an impact that echoes down the generation Mm. that they often Mm. don't get to see or they certainly don't get to see immediately. And that's kind of the vibe that you're getting to in this book. There's lots of apple trees in education. There's lots
2: of apple trees in education. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm glad you picked that up because my grandmother was a teacher and she used used to teach new entrants. And then, you know, 25 years later, these grown people would approach her and say, oh, Mrs. Mo, you were my first teacher. You introduced me to a love of learning. And it's that amazing, you know, cycle of like, oh, you don't yeah. see the impact right away, but you are having impact.
1: Yeah. And, and the notion of seeds, right, which goes back to your Seeds podcast, the the, the other book you've written about the lessons you've learned from the Seeds yes. podcast. We yeah. love the metaphor of seeds. Yeah. So what um has
0: you you're a man of parables, you know, like I'm really fascinated by. The, the the Stephen mo brain i suppose like how does the like do you do you think metaphorically a lot and and also you know what influences your faith had on that
2: yeah that's a great question i think um you know i'm now i'm i'm happy to share you know i'm kind of in my mid 40s so i'm 47 right. right now i've yep. had it's a good age you know i'm happy with yeah. this age i've had a, a life experience i've I've lived mm-hmm. in Tokyo and London, I've in America and I've had various experiences and I think what I've learned is that oftentimes the most powerful messages that you can give are conveyed by the simplest of stories. Great. So mm. if you tried to put what I'm the the heart of that book, if I tried to write a textbook, you know, yes. and I went through like footnoting 500 yeah. authors yeah. and said, "Well, here's the 25,000 word version of what why what you're doing matters it yeah. just wouldn't resonate in the same way um yeah. i got a lovely email just yesterday i, I i'm kind of giving the book away a lot i'm not a great business person here <laughs> um but i gave it to someone you're a and, generous and, person. and yeah. they they go into christchurch Women's prison working uh-huh. with wahine um, yes. and yeah. they they took the book and they read it to 14 women and they said at the end of it, it unlocked a kind of, they used the word, a, a tapu space, like a mm, sacred mm, space mm, mm, of yeah. allowing people to grieve and have tears for the fact that they didn't have an apple tree role no, in their yeah. life, that the yeah. system had left them out. And yeah. so that, that email was so powerful to me that it was helping people. And they've left oh, a copy sure. in the prison now that other people can have. So yeah, I think yeah. speaking in, you used the great word parables you know like it's mm. it's a it's a story about the deeper meaning and my mm. intent with the story is actually people might pick it up this is the this is the new version here the caxton press version so they might pick it up and they would go oh great i'm going to read that to my eight-year-old mm. and the 8 year old's going to enjoy it but the adult who reads it is going to get to the end and Absolutely. go okay <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. something oh. deeper here that is resonating. In the child's going to, turn to the adult,
0: and say, "Why are you crying? Why are you <laughs> crying?" Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But there's a there's a tradition, obviously, of books that work like this, right? You know, children's books that are not really children's books that have a profound
0: Well, we were talking books. about. I mean, we talked about Doctor Zeus, which is one of the, um, the places obviously we'll that go. resonated with you as well. Yeah. You know, he's yeah, yeah. Author yeah, who Who yeah. has this ability to? Um,
1: yeah, maybe next time you can write the version that rhymes. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a tough... Take, so tell us, did it did it come to you in a flash of inspiration? Did you write it all at once? That, mm, the original well, short story?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the things to know about me is that I I'm always writing. So I've written books about the future mm. of business. You know, like reimagining business. What could it be? And I and anything I write, I try to weave in quotes from people that will resonate. Yeah. So I'm writing anyway. That particular story, I think I just kept meeting these amazing people, particularly because of seeds. You know, I'm, mm, I've yeah, interviewed mm, 366 mm. people. Yeah, no, incredible, like, yeah. the, the latest guy is um, amazing, Tatepeneo Regan. So yeah, hearing his that. life story and realizing that, you know, 83 years old, he's influenced and been influenced by yeah. so many people. So I think um, it just came out very quickly. That's the short answer is once I started – it was like
0: it came out. The, yeah. the
2: beauty of it is that I didn't know how it was going to end as I was writing it. Like I was writing, mm. and and then you guys know the apple tree is here, and then there's a stream, and then something happens that means all the apples are falling into the river or the stream, and they're being it washed away. Mm. Um, and I didn't know exactly what was going to happen next, but I just kept going.
0: And yeah. So that's... when did the, when did the reveal of that storyline come to you? Do you remember the moment where you went, ah, now I've got the <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think it
2: it was always going to be about seeds and the fact that you, I I just love seeds. They're so magical. You put them in the mm. ground.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: It's crazy to me that you get it. Name any seed. You put it in the ground, and a green thing grows. Like yeah. um, yeah, it's yeah. true magic, right? So mm. I love that concept of seeds, and I wanted to weave it in. And I thought it was going to be a story about how the tree was lonely and it, there was no companion. And it was mm. going to be that was the main theme, which it has in the story. But then, yeah, I guess halfway through, I realized that there was a deeper thing that I could talk about. So
0: that, yeah. that you've been surrounded by as well, haven't you? You know, like yeah. you say, through your interviews and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I love, I love I, I love hearing how musicians write. Um, I I got buried
1: in well, a the about creativity, right? but, but like, the
0: create yeah. you know, the creative process, and also just recognizing that how everyone has a very different creative process. Um, yeah. you know, and and the inspirations yeah. come from different places, and people's approaches are completely different. And um, yeah, that's the that's the beauty of hearing, and it's also yeah. inspiring. I think to hear how people create because so often we have a perspective in our head of what, a creative, what, what we would label a creative person, which is probably us identifying someone who's more creative.
2: Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> you know, like that's the, an interesting yeah. point because when I introduce mm. myself, if I say, oh, I'm a lawyer, which I am, like I'm a partner in a law firm, yes. but then <laughs> yes. I've written, you know, like what is creativity? An and my challenge mm. to the people listening is that each of you can be creative in your way, whether that's Absolutely. painting or writing or poetry or, you know, name your... Particular bent, yeah. we all have creativity within us. And I think it's a misnomer to say, well, those are the artists over there. They're the only ones who can create art. So that's another yeah. thing I'm trying to do is break down the barrier. Because it, I, I read it out at a conference the other day, um, like 100 people there. And I thought, I'm just going to end my talk with right. reading the story. And yeah. someone came up and said, I've written a story. I've never had the courage to publish it. Great. But Great. as if you can do it, I can too. You know what I mean? So that was a really special moment. And then the other thing is that what I'm trying to do is think, how can it be a stone in the pond with the ripples? So there's an amazing piano player named Matthew Goldsworthy. He set up Youth Arts New Zealand. So I reached out to him and I said, could I contract you, I'm paying you to create music to reflect what this story is about so he's now written a piano piece oh, wow. which Let's go. um, i'm gonna have on the website and then jamie small the designer i mentioned yeah. i've worked with him we're gonna have a website where you can go and you can type a memory of someone who was the oh. apple tree in your life oh, nice. so it'll have an ongoing legacy you know like it will a way to participate i guess the music yeah. will be playing you can type some memory and continue that conversation so oh, i brilliant. hope it resonates with people and that it's something that oh, i sure you know little... they can get yeah. behind and and obviously it's like i don't have a budget for it i'm just doing it so <laughs> yeah, yeah. I need people yeah, that help me to spread the word
1: <laughs> so yeah. steve that, that that helps one of the levels the book works out right but it works at two levels as we said at the mm. beginning you know it helps people understand that they're the apple tree and it helps you recognize the apple tree in your life right whatever so that is the yeah. people that you're working mm-hmm. with in the impact community right this helps them understand that even though they're not seeing their fruit um yes. know, they're still having an impact yeah um, that's exactly and that's,
2: right and that's why i put that at the end who yeah. is the apple tree in your life <laughs> yes um yes. and but i also want people to realize the the person who wrote to me um and really made me think oh i should do this like She's an amazing wahine woman working in Wellington in government and different things and mm. she wrote that she had cried when she finished reading the story mm-hmm. and I thought mm-hmm. if it can help that person to realize that what they're doing matters she said basically she'd had a week of meetings and mm. felt like at the end of the week that it yeah. it was just pointless like why am i banging my head against Jeez. another wall yeah, but wow. then <laughs> she thought actually <laughs> oh, you know <laughs> it does it, yeah. i need to yeah. keep going because it will have an impact. So, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: exactly <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. And the other obvious point to make, right, is clearly you need to recognize that you're an apple tree and this impact far now as well, right? Like I'm sure everybody listening in is making that point. You yeah. wrote the book. Um, but it actually gives us a great opportunity to say, you know, thank you for everything that you're doing as well. Yeah. And it'd be hilarious. I wish I'd thought of this. We could put your name in it and send it back to you. <laughs> who's the apple tree in our community? Well, Steve, it's you, mate. Thanks for the podcast and the conference and yeah. all the work that you're doing. Um, Got to ask you, though, quickly, who's the apple tree in your life?
2: Oh, that's a great question. I, I have to go with an obvious one, which is my parents'. Um, yeah. You know, I I just wouldn't be who I am without the influence of my mother and my father. Um, you know, it makes me emotional thinking about it yeah. um, mm. because they lived they've lived lives that will not be recorded in newspaper articles. You know, they right. they've yeah. lived lives of service. They they joined the Peace Corps, which was set up by John F. Kennedy in the '60s. They went and served in Chile. They ended up in Rome for a while. They helped Indian tribes in Washington State and then they came to aotearoa new zealand so i think for me their example has been something that has always resonated you know that i hope i can live up to what they set as an example mm, um yeah. and then and then from my perspective it's actually a really simple equation we none of us will be here forever yes i have the <laughs> energy to do yeah. what i do today right now so i need to be given to take another parable which is It's actually like a biblical parable, but it's a parable of the the sower and and the talents. You know, I'm giving you five talents. What will you do with it? Will you bury it or will you multiply it? And it's Mm. the same question that I think each of us can ask is you have 24 hours in a day. Elon Musk has 24 hours in a day. Everybody has the same amount of time that we've been given When you're 75 or 85 and you're reaching the end of your life, will you look back and think, I did everything I possibly could with the time I was given. Um, And that might involve watching less Netflix, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or what what did
2: I do? And so I want to be accountable with what I've got. And so that's the underlying the foundation, you know, that's what's
0: motivating me. Yeah, one of the most profound books I've read around that is um, Four Thousand Weeks, which yeah. is a, a really um, Oliver, Oliver Burkeman, yeah. and he talks about we are time,
1: yeah,
0: not we have time, we are time, and and we we always joke about. Um, he he has a a new acronym called Jomo, which is the joy <laughs> of missing out, which is which is where if you accept that you've made a decision yeah. to do something you've made the decision not to do a whole lot of other things and you should probably either if that's grating you you should probably ask yourself why or you should just accept that you've made the decision we've made the decision to sit here and have a conversation with you we could be doing something you know you like everyone makes decisions all the time and so why are you making those decisions and if you've made the decision just accept it and enjoy being in that moment it's 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 deeply profound, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but we catch ourselves with Jomo and I was, yeah the in the book thing is is the same you know like we can we can listen to yeah. thousands of podcasts you know in our lifetime but there's hundreds of thousands we don't we can choose to read books and there's books that we don't read yeah. and that's fine
1: but it's, the, it's but again it goes back to this right it's the timeless wisdom stuff the stuff that we really like is that you know and and. And the work that we're doing, you know, we're seeing this overlap between Greek philosophy, Stoicism, yes, and Eastern philosophy, coming, and then it yeah. comes together beautifully. And it's all the same old, same old stuff, right? You know, yeah. which, is, which is reassuring and terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: then just riffing off of what you're saying, um, I love this conversation. And one of the things that strikes me is that I was challenged recently, just be careful that you don't try to do everything. I thought that was actually a really good challenge. I appreciated that someone said that to me because the danger is that you end up spreading yourself very thinly across everything and you don't actually do anything with depth. So one of the things that I'm going to have discipline on, or I've told myself I will try to have discipline on is being very careful about what I say no to and what I say yes yes to, because I want to make sure that the quality of what I'm doing, like I'm working on a book that I'm going to share about a little bit later after lunch in a session. I want to get that really deep. I want it to be meaningful. And I want to be careful that I'm not doing 15 other things that are shallow, that mean I'm not getting um, to that. Speaking of
0: the power of books, so a great book, Essentialism, there's the the diagram of like do you put your energy into lots of things and move little things or do you put your energy and go far on one thing? And I was like, oh, this is you know like this is the, this is the stuff that we've yeah. got sitting around us. Steve,
1: Steve, Pete's just given us the the time warning. So the time we've got left, you can take three books with you to a desert island. What do we? What do well, we? Let's we... do one. Let's do one. No, one
2: each. each. Let's do okay. one each. Oh yeah. Gosh.
1: OK, you go. We'll
2: start with one and then we'll see how far we go. OK, so I, ch- I have an obscure choice, which you yeah. probably haven't heard of, but that's a good thing. Right. Um, it's an author named Annie Dillard. Um, mm-hmm. She won a Pulitzer Prize for her book, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. That and new book. it, it was book. it was written in the 70s. Um, I have a small connection in that she went to the same university that my mother went to on the East Coast of America. My mother was, I think, one or two years ahead of her. Um, But anyway, Annie Dillard, she's an amazing nature writer. Somehow she goes deep where you don't expect it. So the book is her um, living in a cabin beside a little creek, and it's her reflections. It's things like there were moths going around a flame today and and here's what i observed and so wow. it's very it's an obscure choice but i really love the way that she weaves in nature and and deep thoughts as well so yeah yeah that would be my my go-to <laughs>
1: Good. Good. Right, you got got. oh i don't come I, on i no I, I i I, my, like my, I, really would really... I would
0: resonate to and yeah. an, like i would people who know me would probably go he's going to say a non-fiction book yeah but I know there's a whole series in this, but I just lost myself in Harry Potter. And it sounds very cheesy, but I, I would, <laughs> great quite, happily, Potter, I would yeah. quite happily take one of those books and, and that would be it. You know, like, uh, and I had the pleasure in, of reading that without seeing the movies. So I only read it in recent years and we read the books end to end in the series me and my wife together so and you've
1: just gone go yeah. we from one book to a No but I mean
0: no but I mean any one of those books he does
1: books, this all the time on he doesn't answer the question
0: right but any one of those books because yeah. because uh, yeah. the the creating the world in your head is very powerful so go
1: uh oh look uh, if i could only choose one book it would be zin the Maintenance. okay because well, i just copy over because i just read it I re- it's a book i read every 5 years and get something different out of it yeah. i know it's a very boring choice uh, it's not even a very well-written book, but it is a book that's had a huge impact on my life. Yes. There are a
0: few that are worth rereading, out yeah. there? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I was well,
0: ask interesting what's interesting what next- resonates
2: with you and then what stays with you. Like that Pilgrim yes. at Tinker Creek, I think I read it when I was 20, and it had an influence in that it, it made me look at nature differently, you yeah, know, yes. that, that everywhere there is beauty. When you're walking in a city street and mm-hmm. there's concrete yeah. on the path and you see a little... Weed, you know, to call it that, yeah. coming up. There's beauty in that, and so yeah. it opened my eyes to a new perspective. And that's what I love about books. Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, this, this this is a great place to wrap up. First of all, there's beauty everywhere. Second of all, there's beauty. Yeah, yeah. you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> your impact's gonna resonate in ways you you don't know. And third thing, there's universal wisdom and choose carefully how you spend your time because how you spend your hours is how you spend your days, which is how you spend your life. Great. Oh man. I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> this love has been it. great, Steve. Thank you, man. I love. Thank you, sport. guys. It, really appreciate you, it. Watching and get a copy. Give it to your mum. <laughs> yes, <laughs> make oh, her cry. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. <laughs> right, guys.
0: Awesome. How can you read this? There's no pictures. Well, some people use their imagination. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you really enjoyed that conversation. It was um high paced. Filled with Carl's philosophical wisdom and also lots of great conversation about reading. We really um, enjoy catching up with Stephen and can highly recommend his amazing book. Beautifully done, beautiful pictures, beautiful story. And it made Carl cry. So, I mean, what higher accolade could you ask for? Um, I've read it with my daughter. She was quite blown away and and it made her think of things. She's 11. Um, So, So go get yourself a copy of The Apple Tree and Carl and I are in discussions about Season 3 of the 232 Podcast so hopefully we'll be back with you soon. But until then, read all the books and keep reading and we'll be back with you soon.
1: Thank you for listening to the 232 Podcast. We'll be back soon with another book unpacked, distilled and unhinged. But until then, stop, Stop. read Read. and And repeat. repeat.